that talk is about to begin Hey, 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 come on in Welcome back to Betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk. That means it's me, Doug Maurice, and the great Tyler Shoemaker, the official bookmaker of Buckeye Talk, here to talk about college football from a gambling perspective. We're going to talk about Ohio State, Michigan State. We are going to make our picks in the five power conferences, and at the end, it's money-making time. That's when T-Shoe dives in and lets you know in the kind of weird off-the-radar games where you can really make some money. T-Shoe, I went three and two last week. You beat. I was very excited. <laughs> that's great. You you beat me by uh, about a half a point. I went two and three, and that's because I had the over in North Carolina Virginia Tech, and we had it at over fifty one and a half. And there were fifty one points scored, like through three quarters practically, and then not another point was scored. <laughs> so we we kind of kind of oh. had a bad beat on that over. So I, I ended up two and three. Best bets did go two and one again though. So so those continue to to cash. So that. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. We'll, we'll get to those shortly. I feel good because I feel like my three wins, I was I just like got it right. My best pick last week was Northwestern plus 24 and a half against Penn State, and it rained the whole yep, game. It's it. seven turnovers combined through two and a half quarters, and clearly Penn State's a better team. They didn't even score 24, much less cover 24 and a half. So, okay. <laughs> That got me. Uh, just to be clear, I'm I'm ten and fifteen on the year, but I got I got to brag on the three and two week, right? <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about first this Ohio State game, though. I got it twenty six and a half. What do you have it at? Ohio State uh, favorite by the, over the Spartans. The last update I did, which was a, a little bit earlier this evening, uh, was uh, Ohio State minus twenty seven. 27. and sixty four and a half. I have for the uh, total. Uh, I've got sixty five. Which again, you know, and this this is part of the reason that you know one of my betting tips of the week has been make sure you have multiple books that you can look at. That way, you can always you know shop the best line that you want once you you know decide what side of the bet you want to be on. Try to get the best number possible. Is that common though that like that you will find a, a half point difference, maybe even a point oh, difference? I, I, absolutely. Book book? So, is that typical? Yeah, absolutely. So like when I when I'm going through and, and trying to decide on what I'm going to bet on. You know, I have my I have my system and the things that I look at, and then once I kind of hone in on, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet these games. Now let me go shop and find the best number that I can get on these games. And and a lot of times, I won't say a lot. Sometimes, if I can't get you know key numbers on on certain games, I'll, I'll just I'll just stay away. But isn't that a lot of passwords to remember for all the different sites well, that you have to belong no. to? How how do you remember all your passwords? <laughs> do, do you write them down in a book? I just had this computer training that was like you have to use it was at work. You have to use uh, all these different fancy passwords, but then they said don't store your passwords on your computer, and then like they don't want you to write down your passwords. How am I supposed to remember the sixty different passwords that I have? Seriously, I don't even. Where am I supposed? Do I have to have a safe in my house to store my passwords in? Where do I put them, Tissue? What do I do? Yeah, it beats beats me. But actually, in this instance, in, in terms of shopping lines, there are, are sites. There are two sites that I look at for this that kind of put them nice side by side. You can look at the total or the spread side by side and look at all the American books. Um, and that's scoresonodds.com. And then Nathan actually put me on to vegasinsider.com. Um, and it'll show you the best line, you know, by game. So if you want to look at the Ohio State game, it'll show you the best line on Ohio State and the best line on Michigan State and and same for the over and under. So uh saves you saves you a lot, you a lot you of time. You have multiple accounts. You have multiple accounts online where to, to where to place your bet when you're shopping those lines? Yes. 
Which, but that's how you have to have passwords for those. You do have to have passwords for those sites. those sites. I generally would just use yeah. the same password though. Is your your probably is your password mostly just Buckeye Tie twenty three? Yep. Is that you? Just use that same 100%. password every single hope, site. Hope nobody heard you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be a good one. That's easy to remember. That's the most important thing about a password is that it's simple for you to remember and one that most people could guess. <laughs> exactly. But then you got to put what like ten bucks in there. You got to make an account, right? You got to put you got to put money in the bank. You can't just gamble for free. So you have money in multiple different yeah, accounts. Yeah, and you know, or it, you know, in my case, where I'm in South Carolina, like I, like I said before, my brother's in West Virginia, so he's kind of my proxy. So I, I have accounts that he signs into for me. I tell him to make the bets. He places the bets. Uh, and if if that situation can't work out in a particular instance, I also have a local guy here that that takes my action. Oh, old fashioned. Yeah, way. and it's actually my neighbor who. Her, I had I had shared one of our podcasts uh, on my Facebook page, and he was like, "Hey," he messaged me. He was like, "Hey, I I book on the side, so if you need need anybody to take your action, I'll take it." And I was like, "All right, cool." He's two two doors down. <laughs> wow! When I was in college, my one of my good friends from high school started booking for a bookie, and we were betting through my friend who was then giving the bets to the bookie. And something happened with the bookie, and I don't know if the bookie got shut down or went to jail or I don't know what, but we were ahead and my friend owed us money. And he was like, I can't pay you because the guy that I bet through, I was just like running, he was just like running stuff for college kids. That guy got shut down, so he can't give me the money, so I can't give oh you the my money. Gosh. And I was like, man, don't we're such good friends. We're such good friends. I don't care. Give me my money. So we went to the baseball card shop in the town next door to ours, and I made one of my best friends in the world sell some of his baseball cards to pay me the gambling money that I was owed while the bookie that he was working for was in jail. Is that friendship or what? You know, Doug, you're you're kind of scary. Maybe you should be a bookie. I, I could see you cracking some legs. I, I I'm verbally I could verbally assault people. Like if if I worked for a bookie and I was like, pay up, I would scream at people and hurl personal insults at them. That I always say insult a person with a thing that they know to be true. So then they lie in their bed at night and look at the ceiling and cry themselves to sleep. That I could do to people to make them pay. Nothing physical though. But it would be like, this guy, this bookie and this guy came over and questioned me as a father and a husband and it really hurt my feelings. So I paid, right? Would that work? I don't that, know. That, that would, could really be a Yeah, that, that would work for me for sure. Yeah. No. So, so anyway, um, like that always, but that's, I always said like, I'm glad I got married very young. I would, I would, I was worried that if I hadn't, if I had just been a guy in my twenties with disposable income, just floating along in the world, um, I was worried that I would have had a bookie and gotten my kneecaps nailed to the floor, but that doesn't actually happen. Like that doesn't, your, your neighbor's not going to, I mean, everybody's, I mean, you just say, hey, what are you going to do, right? Hey, you give the money, you get the money. It's all good, right? Bookies don't actually do that, do they? Not yet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, I have a, if I have a couple more weeks like we had in, uh, what, like week week two or three, that was pretty bad. You know, a, a few of those weeks string, strung together could uh, could result in some busted kneecaps. But, you know, hopefully hopefully we're going to keep it going. We've had a couple straight um, two-in-one weeks with our best bets, so hopefully we can keep that rolling. 
Does it ever work if you tell the bookie, you know what, I was on the right side of the bet? Does he ever take that as money? Like, listen, I know it didn't win, but I was on the right side. Goofy stuff happened. Unfortunately, no. He No. He, he does understand, though. Like, when I send him send him bets sometimes, he'll be like, oh, that's going to be a winner. He's like, I'm, I'm taking a ton of action on the other side. <laughs> so he, he kind of gives me some oh. insights also. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, I like this. I'm going to come down and see your neighborhood. I'm excited to come visit. I can't wait. We're going to go play basketball with Dabo. We're going to have a barbecue with your bookie. I love your life, Tishu. Man. Okay. This, you've, we've been, we, I, I take credit for when this show does well based on your information. We've been telling people hit Ohio State early, hit these first quarter, first half lines, and it's been pretty successful. I know Tishu, right? Last week, didn't we do it again? Yep. Didn't we take the first quarter over in the Ohio State game? And then Ohio State drops the punt. Rutgers scores a touchdown in the first quarter. And you as a Buckeye fan were like, oh, these punt returns. But you as a Buckeye sports better were like, oh, we're definitely going to hit the first quarter over now because that's seven Rutgers points in the first quarter I never expected. And we know Ohio exactly. State's going to score. That worked out perfectly, right? Yep. And, and even further than that, something we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, Rutgers comes down and scores on, in a fluky kind of way, not in a way that makes you think they're going to challenge Ohio State. I bet Ohio State minus twenty eight and a half live, and that was easy money. Because that what was the what was the actual line? The, the actual line was like 39, 39 and a half. So Rutgers comes down and scores. I saw a twenty eight and a half, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 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 hitting that. Wow. So I hit that as soon as Rutgers scored, and you know it was Ohio State scored like. Five seconds later to tie the game, and you know ne- never yeah. looked back. So that was that was a great bet. Wow. Okay. So again, these early, we've kind of explained it multiple times the last couple weeks that you, there's just maybe some more with the way Ohio State works. You don't know if backups are coming in that kind of thing. If you really like Ohio State, maybe get them early with your Ohio State suggestion for a bet this week. Are you going that way again? Are you doing something? Else? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've got an Ohio State play. And then my Big Ten play is actually going to be uh, an Ohio State pick as well this week. So, um, yeah, so we'll get into it. For my for my Ohio State pick, we're going to go right back to the first quarter overs. Until oddsmakers catch up, I actually looked at this. Uh, Ohio State is the number one scoring team in the country in the first quarter. So they're, I'm, pretty sure, I'm really? pretty sure they're number one like for the game also, or at least top three. But they're number one uh, in the first quarter scoring. So we're going to go right back first quarter combined Ohio State and Michigan State over 14 points. And again, this over was only minus 105. So we're getting better than standard odds on this. I don't understand it. I'm going to I'm going to keep writing and we've hit it two or three straight weeks now. So if if that line was 14 and a half instead of 14, how much would that change your it, perception of that? Cuz what we've talked about is like it feels like a guaranteed push yeah, that that you're going to get two Ohio State touchdowns. But if you had to get two Ohio State touch, touchdowns plus something else, that makes it a little more dangerous. Absolutely, right? yeah. If if it was fourteen and a half, I I would find something else probably. Um, but but at fourteen, I just feel like I feel like there's no way Ohio State's not going to score fourteen. Um, so then if the other team you know does anything or goes three and out quickly, and Ohio State gets you know gets to steal an extra first quarter possession, they're going to go do something with it. So I, I feel I feel very good about these anything fourteen or less. I'm I'm probably going to hit every week now. 
you talked about sort of the lines catching up on some things. We we do an Orange or Brown Talk podcast, and if you happen to be a Browns fan that's listening to this, uh, I would encourage, encourage you to listen to the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. We talk about the, uh, the gambling perspective on the Browns when we do our, our Friday preview show. We do our favorite prop bets, um, and one of the things that we were talking about on that show is the over on Nick Chubb's rushing yards, it's hit four straight weeks, and that rushing yard total has slowly been creeping up. It started off at 74 in the first week. It's 92 and a half this week, but he's hit hit the over four straight times. And it, it just feels like, yes, it's crept up, but it still feels low when you think about the context of the game, how the Browns run their offense, the defenses they're facing, that kind of thing. And it just feels like when we talk about it, it's like they haven't caught up to this yet. Like keep riding this until all of a sudden, well, now it's 110 or 105 and now you're less confident. Does that actually happen sometimes, Tishu, where there's a trend that if you really know a lot about a team, maybe Vegas is just a little slow to come around? Is that an actual thing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I think it's I think it's twofold. And this is part of this is a conversation we've had a couple of times, you know, regarding just like preseason numbers being baked into the data. And I've had some conversations with some really smart people about this here in the, the past few weeks because I've really been thinking about it in terms of my numbers and how I want to adjust. Uh, so the consensus seems to be that, you know, like SP Plus and those numbers, they keep their preseason projections in like – throughout the entire season you know they 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 wean them down slowly uh i think i'm i'm leaning towards phasing mine out a little quicker now and someone brought up a great point on twitter that in the era of the transfer portal it's going to make keeping those preseason projections in there longer more difficult and less accurate i think so you look at a team like kansas for instance this year they were very portal heavy and I think the market's going to be slow on them for a while because they were so low in the preseason. Uh, I, I don't think the market's going to catch up to them really anytime soon. And that that's just one example. And there are other examples like last year, Clemson kind of went the other way where they were expected to be so good, but they were so not elite, you know, for the first eight, nine, 10 weeks of the yeah. season. So it, it goes both ways. So, um, that's definitely something that I'm that I'm considering. As far as the props go, like you mentioned, the Nick Chubb thing, I I think that's a function of like we've talked about before with like an inefficient market because not that many people bet those relative to like a game spread or a game over under. So the odds makers aren't taking as much action on it, so they don't they don't craft their their line as sharply. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're busy. I mean, I, I always wonder that sometimes. How do they come up with all these lines? Especially, you know, you go to these sites now, there's 20 prop bets on every NFL game and every college yeah. game. And I just, how do they even have time to come up with every single line? Yeah, and there, there are some some really smart professional bettors that pretty much exclusively, in terms of football, pretty much only bet like NFL props because they're so inefficient. Um, I don't. I haven't been able to come up with a, a predictive model with that. That's that's really worth relying on uh, at this point. But it, it is certainly if you if you can find the predictive metrics to to make projections, that would be a, a really inefficient market that you could take advantage of. I think. All right. So again, we're talking about uh, on the Buckeye Talk when when Nathan, Steve, and I do the preview. The line, if you guys listen to both shows, and we hope you do, 
Nathan, Stephen, and I preview the game. I thought we had a really good preview show this week. We're talking about Ohio State versus Michigan State. We did 26.5 as Ohio State's uh, being favored by in 64.5 because that was a line at the time. Tishu and I will talk about 27 and 65. I will tell you, Tishu, not to give away our picks, but Nathan, Stephen, and I all gave the points. We took Ohio State minus 26.5, and we all went barely over the total. Is there... Anything in those that you like one way or the other, Ohio State or the total or uh, both of those just kind of like eh, stay aways for you? They're both they're both going to be stay aways for me. And I think I think a lot of it is one again, a lot of times the value is going to be betting on the other team plus the points, which I don't want to do. Uh, and and as we've seen, like my numbers that still are kind of like favoring the under on a lot of these Ohio State games. And with this game in particular, I think it's a function of the my numbers and the market have not quite caught up to how good Ohio State's defense is. And also, because Michigan State had such a good year last year, their preseason data was so good, I don't think the numbers have caught up to how bad they have been so far this year. Uh, so the combination of th- those two things, I- I'm going to stay away from, from anything game long on this. Um, but I will go ahead and, and give away. So my we'll start in the Big Ten. My Big Ten pick is going to be Ohio State minus seven in the first quarter. Uh, and for everything I laid out with the with the first quarter over, okay. N- number one scoring offense uh, by by five points uh, per game. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm sorry. There, Ohio State has the number one ranked offense and efficiency by five points per game, and they're the number one uh, first quarter offense. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take them minus seven here. I don't. I don't see any world where Michigan State, you know, keeps us keeps us super close. And I don't think Ohio State's dropping a punt this week because they. I would hope not. Working on that. So my Big Ten bet is I'm going to take Illinois, and this would sound odd in the preseason, but Illinois minus three and a half at Iowa. That Illinois is is going on the road. That's a pretty tight game and Illinois is a road favorite but I will say in the preseason when we did our preseason picks at cleveland.com I picked Illinois second in the Big Ten West and I picked Iowa last and that was not what anybody else was saying I thought Iowa would stink this year and I thought Illinois would be better than people thought they were I I also thought Wisconsin would win the West so I wasn't right on everything in the West I want to make sure I say that I think this maybe is a function of, of people not catching up to, I think, how much better Illinois actually just might be than Iowa as a football team. I think I think Brett Bielema, uh, I think Corey Walters, their, uh, Ryan Walters, their defensive coordinator. Um, I think Tommy DeVito, a quarterback. Chase Brown is, is one of the more dynamic skill players in the Big Ten. I just think Illinois is even better than this against Iowa. I, just, I think Iowa is actually just terrible. And as as much as they have lost games and they had that big streak of beating top five teams at home and then they faced Michigan last week and didn't come close to that, I, I just think Brett Biela might go in there and just absolutely take care of business and win like 28 to 13. So I'm going to take Illinois minus three and a half at Iowa. What do the numbers tell you about either of those two teams, Tishu? Yeah, I was, I was looking here to see uh, if I can – get a grasp here. So both defenses are, are ranked really high. Uh, so I, I wanted to look and see where I've got them ranked offensively. Illinois 67 and Iowa is 80. So, I mean, you're looking at two pretty bad offenses, but I do think, 
Um, I do think Chase Brown, the running back for Illinois, I think he's real. And I, I think he's probably the best skill player in the game. Um, and I think, I mean, in most games, I was going to be at a quarterback disadvantage because Spencer Peters is not very good. Um, but I do think Tommy DeVito can, can do some stuff. I, I think he's fine. Uh, so I, I do think I would give the edge here to Illinois. So I like that. And, and credit, you were, you were on the, uh, Burt bandwagon in the preseason when, when we did our market down Monday, uh, win total picks and you, you talked me out of taking the Illinois under and I'm glad you did. So yeah, no, I, I, I like that pick. Okay. Quick break. When we come back, we'll get to the other four big conferences. We'll make our picks next on betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye talk. All right, so our Big Ten picks are in the book. Again, just to be clear, I was 3-2 and two last week. I am now 10-15 and 15 for the year on these Power 5 conference picks as we pick one game from each Power Conference each week. Tishu, what's your overall record? You said you were 2-3 and three last week on these picks? Yep, 2-3 last week. Uh, conference picks, I'm 12-12-1 uh, on, on the season. And, and to be fair, I make you do these. These are not. This is not how you usually do this. Correct. You as a as a professional better, you don't sit down and say, "Well, you know what? I better have at least one pick from every Power Five conference." Or what am I doing? So yeah, you, you know yeah, what I should make I'm you do. I hand. should make you pick a group of five pick every week, and we'll go head to head on those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll just have like really strong opinions on Memphis all of a yeah. sudden. So, um, okay, let's you pick next where you want to go. What's your next pick? Uh, let's go to the SEC because this is a team that I rarely get the opportunity or find value on to bet. So I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to take Alabama minus seven in the first quarter. And this is a, a very similar handicap to, to the Ohio State pick. And that's Alabama's number two in the country in first quarter scoring. They're also number two in the country in offensive efficiency in my metrics. So I love their offense. Texas A&M has, has not been very good. Their, their defense is, is good, but their offense is abysmal. And they just lost Max Johnson. So now they have to go back to Haynes King, who they had benched just recently. Uh, yep. Not to mention the... Angry Saban, you know, that, that you've talked about a lot. The, going back to A&M beating them last year, the whole press conference, you know, beef in, in the offseason here with Jimbo and, and Saban. I've, I've considered laying the 24 for the game with Alabama. I think they're going to absolutely roll A&M this week. Um, but I'm going to take the minus seven in the first quarter just to be safe, just in case, because Saban has in, in some, some big games has kind of gotten out to a lead and, and sat on it. So I don't, I don't want to rely on the 24. So I'm going to take the uh, lay the seven here in the first quarter. I'm taking the 24. This is my <laughs> sec pick. This is the angry Saban pick of the week. I am not going to pretend that I'm an expert on Nick Saban's entire Alabama coaching career. I don't know if this might be the angriest that he's ever been about a situation and like this is the keep my name out of your mouth here's a 50 spot kind of game and also texas a&m is falling apart texas a&m is literally falling apart the one thing here is bryce young might not play nick saban has been saying he will be a game time decision with the ac joint in his shoulder but jalen milrow the backup quarterback looks like usain bolt this he is might be the fastest quarterback that i've ever seen he had a long run last week when he had to come in for bryce young if they have to play the backup, I don't think it matters. And that is not saying anything about Bryce Young. It is saying about where these two programs are. It is saying 
what Saban's going to do. It is Jameer Gibbs. It is their receivers in this instance will be good enough. Will Anderson's going to tear Heinz Kings' arms off. Like, it, I just, I think it might be 24 nothing in the first quarter. Yep. And and I don't think he'll take his foot off the gas. So you and I are united here. Good luck to both of us betting on Angry Saban, which might be one of the best things that you can bet on in college yeah, football and, is Angry Saban. And we and we rarely get that opportunity. So I'm, I, you know, I would I would want to go back and see when the last time there was opportunity to to bet Ohio State and Alabama in the same week. It just it doesn't happen. So I'm I'm definitely going to jump on that. And just one more point to add on here, uh, Texas A&M. I've got ranked. 121st uh, in terms of offensive efficiency. So they're they're just awful. They can't do anything on offense. So They're a mess. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's going to be great. All right, let's go to the Big 12 because I'm betting another familiar name here. And I'm super curious to see how this works itself out. Pete Thamel of ESPN is reporting that Quinn Ewers is going to start for Texas this week against Oklahoma. He went out. In the midst of that Alabama game, so he's only played a game and a half, and I this is a little bit my what if Graham Mertz is good thing was blew up in my face. I that is my nine and three. I'm not sure I'll ever recover from what if Graham Mertz is good. But what if Quinn Ewers is good? Like what if we were just getting a little peak in the Alabama game and then he got hurt and then Texas has been stumbling through with Hudson Card because Hudson Card has been hurt and they haven't been themselves. Quinn Ewers is back. Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, went out last week. He It feels like he's probably going to play, but also I think we're getting a sense that Oklahoma is in the midst of a restart here, and this ain't it for them. I just it, Nine is a pretty heavy number, which makes me think, it, it makes me feel almost like they're trying to push you on to Oklahoma, and I'm not going to be pushed. I just think maybe Texas comes out and lays it on Oklahoma in a 21-point victory. So I will give, in the Red River rivalry, I'll give the nine, and I'll take Texas. I like that, and I'm I'm so mad at myself. Sunday evening, I saw this line open at DraftKings, Texas minus two and a half, and I was like, man, that feels light. But I was waiting. I didn't want to just jump on the first number I saw. I wanted to see what the other books started to open at. And by the time I was able to kind of shop it around, I looked and it was already above three, three and a half, up to seven. And now it's at nine, nine and a half. Um, but also the the nine, nine and a half tells me that uh, Dylan Gabriel might not play. Like that that line seems yeah. high. I, I think the books are, are shielding themselves uh, for, for that instance. But either way, I think everything you said makes sense. And I, like I said, I I wanted to be on Texas and and just miss the boat. So I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, my Big Twelve pick of the week is Oklahoma State and Texas Tech under sixty eight and a half. Uh, this line opened at sixty eight and a half. It's kind of bounced back and forth. Uh, got pushed up a little bit. Got pushed down a little bit. Uh, and has settled here uh, at at the opener at sixty eight and a half. I projected at fifty seven which made me kind of raise an eyebrow like am i like are they just playing so well lately that you know that warrants a higher total so you know i, I looked at just just the on field data took out the preseason projection and that actually took the projection down to 56 and a half so you know neither of these offenses are in my top 30 and i looked back last year totals of 68 or more between two power 5 teams went under in 8 of the 10 matchups so I'm I'm gonna oh that's good. yeah so I'm I'm gonna you know 
I would never blindly back a trend, but when that trend matches up with me projecting a game 10 points less than the total, I'm, I'm going to take the under. All right. We got the ACC and the Pac-12 left. Where do you want to go? You pick. Let's go to the ACC. Uh, I'm going to take another team that preseason projections did not like at all, but has actually played really good football on the field, and that's Duke. I'm going to lay three points here versus um, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is terrible. They beat Pitt last week after firing their coach, so I think they're getting kind of a boost from that. I project it four and a half, but again, understanding the context of Duke is way better than they were supposed to be. The on-field data would project Duke minus 19 and a half. So that's just that's way too much of a disparity for me to pass up. Uh, 88% of the money also is on Duke, so the market is in agreement with us here. Uh, so I'm going to lay three points with Duke against Georgia Tech. So I wanted to do a Clemson bet here because it's like Clemson's kind of the only team that matters in the ACC. I think their line with Boston College is 20. And I just I couldn't figure it out, right? I feel like Clemson is trending up. And BC has not had a great year. They lost to Rutgers. You know, they've kind of had a weird year. They rallied and beat Louisville uh, in their last game, but I, I couldn't figure out where to go there. So I, I wanted to do it. I was kind of all into like Phil Dracovic, the Boston College quarterback, the Notre Dame transfer um, preseason. And, and, and everybody loves Jeff Halfley. And like, it hasn't really worked yet. So I'm going to go to another team that I think you've bet on this season. And I'm going to take North Carolina against Miami. I have North Carolina getting three and a half. I'm predicting. I'm imagining maybe it's a shootout. Miami bench, they're coming off a bye week. They benched Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback, last time out. I, I guess they're back to Van Dyke, but Miami seems to be um, a little bit in disarray slightly. So I kind of like the idea of North Carolina in a shootout. And when Miami lost to Texas A&M, Miami lost to Texas A&M 17-9. to so nine points is not a shootout, and I just have more faith in this North Carolina offense. And if I'm getting three and a half, I think it could be a high-scoring field goal game. So I feel pretty good about uh, taking the Tar Heels at Miami, also knowing that Miami basically has no home field advantage. All right, so what's left is the Pac-12. I'm going to—I don't know if this is called—if this is chasing T-Shoe, but I lost on this team last week, and I'm going to bet him again. I lost on Washington a week ago, and I'm going to bet on Washington on the road again. They're minus 14 at Arizona State. Arizona State's a mess. Washington, in that UCLA game last week, Michael Penix threw two bad picks. They scored touchdowns on all of their possessions in the second half, and it was too late. I actually feel like just like don't make terrible turnovers, and you should be fine. And I think against Arizona State, even if they make terrible turnovers, I think they might be fine. So um, I don't know if this is a lot of the stuff that I thought about Washington, I'm still going to apply. Is that a good idea or a bad idea, T-Shoe, of like, hey, I lost on this team. Let's try the same thing and bet on them again. Yeah, no, that, that's not a, a bad idea. I Honestly, I, I almost bet Arizona State here. But the reason I didn't is because this is such a good spot for Washington. Um, so the, the number would tell me Arizona state, but I think the spot, the, the situational spot here definitely favors Washington coming off a loss where turnovers did play a key factor in that because it got them out of it early. And then they had to, to try to dig themselves out of a hole. So I, I think, I think the situational handicap here is spot on. Okay. So Washington minus 14 for me, what's your pack 12 pick? So I also am going to go to a Washington team, uh, a, a team that we 
that I picked last week that covered for me, and I'm going to go back to the well here with Washington State plus 12.5 against USC. This line's been kind of all over the place. It opened 10. It got as high as 15. Um, sat at 14, 13 and a half most, most of the week. And then here lately here today, it's, it's been bet down to 12 and a half. Uh, I projected at 12, so not a, not a ton of value there. But again, this is, this is more of Washington state was really undervalued in the preseason. So when I, when I take out those expectations, I would actually project Washington, Washington state as a slight favorite here. Wow. 60, 63% of the money uh, also is on Washington State, so the market agrees. Uh, and this is actually, spoiler alert, I, I'm, I'm going to pick Washington State to, to win outright. Um, so a, a little sprinkle on the money line here as well. But I, I do like Washington State plus 12.5 against USC. USC just had their first turnover of the season last week. So their turnover look is bound to to change uh, here here soon. Regressions, the regression monster is going to come for them, and I'm, I'm betting it's going to be this week. And game of the year for them next week at Utah. Yep. And very good this, look ahead spot. This, this could be a tough, a tough one uh, against Washington State. Washington State's interesting. All right, quick break. When we come back, we will officially get that upset pick of the week, plus three other best bets next on Betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk. All right, T-Shoe, for the people who want to know what's up, we always like to give out the Twitter handle. You you post lines during the week. You're telling people, hey, get it on this now. I'm making this bet now. If people want to follow, how can they do it? Yep, definitely follow me on Twitter at BuckeyeTie23. Uh, I'm tweeting everything that I bet uh, the minute that I bet it. You know, as soon as I place the bet, the next thing I do is go on Twitter and, and tweet it out so that everyone can can get the same lines that I'm getting because nothing bothers me more as a as a better and just a person that consumes this type of media. I hate when I see, uh, you know, a professional better give out a line on Thursday that they bet on Monday with a four point difference. And it's like, well, that, that line's no good anymore. So I don't want to do that. I give these, these uh, lines out as soon as I bet them. So you can get in on that tweet out any, any nuggets, any little bit of information I come across trends, that sort of thing. Uh, so definitely follow me there for, for all of that information. All right. You teased it. What's your upset special this week? And, and explain again, sort of you have your own parameters for what you're looking for here. Yeah. So, Upset pick of the week. We've hit we've hit one of these. These are these are just designed to be kind of a long shot. Like you want to throw a few bucks on a game on a, on a big dog. Uh, my my guidelines here. I don't I don't want to give anything out here that's not at least a touchdown underdog because, I mean, inherently, if a team's only a three or four point underdog, that's basically a, a toss up anyway. So that's not breaking any kind of information. These are just games that I identify that I like the underdog plus the points in the game. And I think the underdog is going to have a chance to win, uh, especially at, at the odds given. So just this is just a value play. Uh, and this week, like I said, going to take Washington State. That money line is plus three eighty, so it's almost four to one odds here. And like I said, when I when I factor uh, or, or filter out the preseason projection on these two teams on USC and Washington State, I would actually make Washington State a half point favorite based on what they've done on the field this year. Uh, and, and then when you factor in the USC turnover luck that they've had um, I've got the USC offense is ranked number 24. So in, in offensive efficiency, respectable Washington state's number 45. So they're kind of middle of the pack, but the Washington state defense is top 15 and USC is 66th in defensive efficiency. So their, their defense is awful, like worse than Ohio state's last year. Awful. So 
that data is enough for me to to sprinkle some fun money here on a, on an underdog that's almost four to one. This week, a bet on Washington State is a bet against Alex Grinch, and that is not a bad way to try to bet uh, the USC defensive coordinator, one-time Ohio State assistant. All right, that's our upset special. What's your best bet number one of the week? Uh, I bet it has to do with either – I'm trying to think. Who are the teams? Rice? Is there a right? We got <laughs> no, Rice in no here rice, this week? No Rice no? this week. I think, I think the market caught up to Rice, although okay. they did cash last week. That over did hit, so nice. we, we were on it, but I, but I think the market caught up. You ruined rice for everybody else, didn't yeah. you? Way to go. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, it was just all the Buckeye Talk listeners that, that bet the rice over. Now the market's caught up. There's uh, so much rice action from Ohio. What's <laughs> happening? It was good It was good while it lasted. They were they were good to us. Yeah. Got, got to love the owls. Uh, best bet number one this week is going to be Georgia State, Georgia Southern, under 66 and a half. And as I started to – we're recording this Thursday night. As I started to look last night into this morning at, at – what I, I thought my picks might be for this. I had this game written down, but I, the total at that point was 68 and a half and it's already dropped two points here. Uh, I still personally am going to take it at this number. 66 is the key number here. So if it gets below 66, I would probably advise staying away, but I would still take this at 66 and a half or 66. Uh, it opened 65 and a half. I projected at 57 and when you look at the on-field data only, I projected at 51. So again, this total is so high, uh, largely due to preseason projection uh, in the in the odds makers numbers here. So I'm going to try to get ahead of that. Georgia Southern is number 65 in offensive efficiency. Georgia State's number 113. So we have two terrible offenses, and Georgia State's defense is top 40 in defensive efficiency. Uh, so two bad offenses and one middle of the pack defense. I'll I'll, I'll take that for uh, for an under here. Uh, this I love this in the weed stuff. Georgia State, Georgia Southern. I'm pretty sure Clay Helton coaches one of them, but I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which one either. <laughs> and one of them beat Nebraska, but I'm not sure which one. So that was no Georgia Southern beat beat Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No offense to either of the Georgias, but I would imagine you know they're probably this is great exposure for them. I think probably most of the college football talk in in the state of Georgia. One team is a defending national champion, and Georgia Tech already fired its coach. That's a lot of juice. Georgia State and Georgia Southern are trying to break through. We might make the game notes maybe for next week from the Georgia Southern or Georgia State Sports Information Departments. Hey, we're mentioned on betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk last week. So congratulations to the fighting pecans. I don't know. I don't know what they are. So good luck. I, I don't. I think. I think Georgia State's the Panthers, and Georgia Southern is some kind of eagle. Yeah, maybe. I do love <laughs> pecan pie. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Do you love it? I do. I do. It's so good. I. I, I it, it's I not like my favorite, but I. But I. If there's some there, I'll, I'll definitely devour it for sure. Yeah. Okay, so one, so again, when we have the cookout with your bookie, who's your neighbor, ask him to get a pecan pie for that day. Yeah. Uh, all right, best bet number two. Best bet num- number two, we're going to take Miami of Ohio plus six against Kent State. Uh, this open Kent State minus five. I actually project this at, uh, as Miami minus two and a half. So I project Miami as a favorite. They're catching six points here. Uh both offenses are really bad, like both near the, the top 100. Uh, similarly ranked defenses outside the top 75. So this is two like pretty bad teams. Um, so I'm, I'm going to trust my number. I'm also going to rely on the market kind of agreeing with me here because 70% of the bets are on Kent State, but the line 
keeps bouncing between five and a half and six, and it hasn't touched seven, which tells me the the sharp books know that if they go to seven, they're going to get hammered with Miami money here. So I would love to get a plus seven. I'm probably going to going to wait a little bit before I actually bet this to see if I can get a seven. But if not, I'll gladly take it at six and may even sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. Is is Kent State inflated because they hung with Georgia for a little bit? Everybody was like, ah, Kent State. Let me get some of that Kent State juice. I really think so. But but then kind of what happened last week went under the radar where they went to overtime with Ohio. So, you know, I, I think they are getting some – well, Kent, Kent State had a really tough out-of-conference schedule. They played – I think they, they played Washington, Oklahoma, and Georgia – Yes. So they had a, a, a murderer's row of out of conference um, scheduling there, but they didn't really do anything like other than hanging with Georgia, you know, relatively. They got beat by 30 by Oklahoma and they got beat by four touchdowns, I think, by uh, Washington. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they've done a whole lot. And, and like I said, they, they went to overtime with Ohio last week. So uh, I'm going to take the six here with Miami. All right. Best bet three. Best bet number three. Two little more known teams here. I'm going to take LSU Tennessee under 65. This opened 66 and a half. I actually bet this early, really early this week at 62 and a half because I was kind of reading the market. Like I said, it opened 66 and a half. I got it at 62 and a half because I saw some 61s start to pop up. And I was like, man, I better grab this before it goes even lower. So I bet it at 62 and a half. It actually went down to 61 and then has gone back up to 65. So we've seen some buyback there. But again, I project this 60 and a half. The on-field data would project 53 and a half. Uh, I don't think I don't think LSU's defense gets enough kind of credit in terms of public perception. But they've got a top 10 defense in terms of efficiency, and Tennessee surprisingly has a top 25 opponent-adjusted defense. So two pretty solid. Uh, Pretty solid defenses. Obviously, Tennessee's offense is, is great, and if this bet were to lose, it's just because Hendon Hooker goes crazy. But I think I think LSU is going to be able to do enough on defense uh, to keep this under. And and these teams' uh, efficiency metrics just lead me uh, to take it under here. Uh, plus, you know, sixty three percent of the bets are on the over here, and we saw that line tick down. So that that kind of tells me that there are uh, that there is some sharp money here on the under. Okay, always like betting on Brian Kelly one way or the other. So we got some Brian Kelly action this week. Uh, what are you on the best bets so far this season, Tishu? Do you have that uh, total? Best, yep, yeah, best bets are, are eight and seven. Okay, eight and seven. So we're riding with these. You got your upset special uh, with Washington State, which would be like really fascinating for the playoff picture if that happens, that if, if Washington State takes care of USC, yep. it really throws a bit of a monkey wrench into the Pac-12. So that's a super interesting game to watch. Um, some really, some really interesting, it's an interesting week. And again, if you guys are listening to this, if you don't listen to the College Football Survivor Show, I certainly would direct you to that. Um, just some kind of interesting matchups. And then like next week, Ohio State's off. We will be here, by the way. Ohio State is off uh, uh, next week, but Tishu and I will be here. And I, I do want to do some sort of futures conversation next week, Tishu, about Ohio State and how people should go about thinking about futures bets in college football. So I think that topic is interesting. But there again, next week, like a, a week from now when we're talking here, Penn State, Michigan is going to be on the board. Um, Utah, USC is going to be on the board. Oklahoma State 
plays TCU, I think, maybe. There's like a really big game there. Lots of big games uh, next week. So just because the Buckeyes aren't playing doesn't mean that TSU and I won't be here. You got a tip for us, TSU? Got any advice about how to go about our business here in this new betting world? I do. I I don't know if you so much call it a tip as it is more of just like a, a pet peeve. And, you know, I, I thought about this. Can I coin the term bet peeve? Because it's oh. like things that annoy me about betting. Yeah, bet I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone said that, but but that's that's going to be my thing. And something that really bothers me, and so is so. For instance, like you're watching College Game Day or or Big Noon kickoff or whatever, and they have their media people who their only job is to do media, then be their gambling experts. So I guess my question to to our listeners would be, are you following betting people that do media or media people that gamble? Because there is a difference. And like I I tweeted this out, uh, the Fox show had Clay Travis come on and give his locks of the week. And it was, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was the Penn state Auburn game. And he was like Penn state Auburn under 48 and a half. And I was already considering betting that over. And I tweeted, I was like, well, I was on the fence, but I just heard Clay Travis take the under. So I'm, I'm betting the over and the over cashed. Uh, so it's like guys like that, that I get it. Like, I, I'm glad that betting is becoming way more accepted and way more po- part of the just sports culture. But I do wish more people would be able to talk about it in a smart way, which is, I mean, to, to your credit and, and Nathan's credit in particular, like, you guys take that seriously. I feel like some of these media guys, because they have to talk about gambling, then kind of portray themselves as experts, but they're not. They're just literally any random Joe making bets. And that and that's fine. But just understand, I guess I guess my point would be just to understand who you're listening to when they're when they're giving out picks like that. That's why you're here. Because we didn't. Well, and that, do and that's that. not even to say just listen to me. Because I li- there are people that I truly you know respect and that I listen to their podcasts and watch their content every week to to make myself smarter. So find people like that. Hopefully, we're bringing that every week to to people, and that's our goal here. But you know, definitely the the Clay Travis's of the world. Like I don't I don't think I want to take my my gambling advice from from people like that. But when we wanted to do like again, since it's coming in Ohio, and it's just becoming a more regular part, I think of the average fan's life. We said if we're going to talk about gambling, we don't just want to have the football people who cover the football be the only people here talking about gambling because we're not. We can't be. We can't be. So yeah. we said, well, exactly, exactly. So we had to go find. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's it's definitely not anything personal. It's like it was like when when Stephen A. Smith, you know, he infamously like said that Dwayne Haskins was like more of a runner than a thrower. You know that that clip that went viral, and it's like people that actually cover sports have to spend all their time covering sports. There, there's no way you have enough time, enough hours in the day to do what I do with the numbers and do your job. So, you know, I, I think, I think it definitely helps to have that, that perspective uh, and, and just understand who you're listening to. So when we were, we, when we were looking to do this, first we called your neighbor, the bookie and said, do you want to be on Buckeye talk? And then he couldn't do it. So he went to you. So again, it all worked out. And that's how we have tissue here. I'm betting the Buckeyes. Uh, all right. We appreciate you guys for listening. Listen to the Ohio state Michigan state game preview. That's where Nathan and Steven and I are breaking that down. We'll of course be back with the post game podcast after Ohio state versus Michigan state 4 PM kickoff on Saturday. And again, no Ohio state game next week, but betting the Buckeyes will be here next week. Also, you can also read what tissue is writing up on our site at cleveland.com slash 
OSU. For now, for Tyler Shoemaker, I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Betting the Buckeyes on Buckeye Talk.